know how to. I always forget how to start our I podcast. Know. Um, ooh, it's another episode of Fast Friends. Yay! And Yay. we have a special guest with us. Yes. Um, Heidi Rose Robin. Yay! Yay. Yay. What is your official so title? What do we? What official we? title? I, astrologer, poet, you know, whatever you want to call me. I, I sometimes say I'm a, I'm a, I'm a poet with the map of the heavens in my pocket. <laughs> oh. I love that. <laughs> We've wanted to do yeah. this for such a long time, but yeah. we were talking about it before we started recording, but it took so long for me to get my birth certificate because I had a birth certificate that I, I guess it was in the drawer of importance in my house. <laughs> like all the important stuff. The drawer in- of importance. It's not like a portal to like another world. <laughs> well, all the important documents were in there. My social, my mm-hmm. birth certificate. And mm-hmm. then I don't know if my sister's birth certificate says her time, but mine didn't. It just told me where I was born and who my parents were. Huh. Uh, so then I had to yeah. like contact New Jersey vital statistics or whatever. And it took so long, but we have it. I was born August 29th at 8.09 a.m. Yes. Yes. I was so happy to. I just, I went, when there's an exact birth time, I'm just relieved because then I can give you the really complete picture. So I'm glad we waited. (laughs) I'm so excited. Should we just get into it? I don't even know what, what. What we're getting into? Yeah. I don't even know. Sure. Tell me, tell me, like, how do you want to dive in? Do you want to dive in knowing about your charts? Do you want to, what, what's your way in? I know very little about astrology and charts and rising signs. So truly, however you want to do it, I'm happy. What about you, Sashir? Same. I would, uh, yeah, give, give, give it all to us. Yeah. Well, it's such an exciting moment because astrology is really g- growing. Like the, the people that are willing to look at it as a real and helpful tool, it's just growing immeasurably. So it's wonderful. And astro- I've practiced astrology now for over 20 years. I grew up with it. My dad is an astrologer. So I learned oh. the Zodiac with my ABCs, you know, so it's wow. like I'm sort of bilingual in a weird way. Um, you know, he used to whisper in my ear and say like, okay, your, your boyfriend is a Sagittarius with a cancer moon or whatever, you know, and mm-hmm. sort of, <laughs> you know, so, but, but astrology is really just a study of the exact moment that you were born. It's a snapshot of the exact moment you were born. And it captures something about you, a lot about you. And it's a beautiful picture of your potential. And it's a beautiful p- picture of the obstacles along the way. And if you know your own chart, you know, my dad used to have a radio show years ago, and he used to always say, if you know who you are, you'll know what to do. And that's the truth of astrology. Like if you know the tools that you have available to you to access, and you can work with them, you are, you're in, you're in good shape. And if you know you know, astrology is also a science of cycles. So we study the the cycles of the planets. And if we study that, we also know when it's good time to like take action or when it's a good time to hold back or when you might meet someone or, you know, you, you, you have a general sense. But the only other thing I want to say as we get started is it's not fortune telling and it's not, I'm not psychic. I can't tell you anything that's absolutely going to happen. It's not a predictive thing. It is 
a tool that allows me to say, this is a window of time where if with your free will, you want to do this, it would be really supported. Yeah. Does that make some sense? Yeah, it definitely does. Do you ever do this for yourself or do you have to get someone else to do it for you? Both, both. I definitely look at my own chart now and then and just check in. But also I have friends that are astrologers and they'll be like, how's that going? And how's that transit going? You know, because not only not only do we look at the chart and I'm going to show you guys what the chart looks like. That's what a chart looks like. (laughs) I know I know our listeners can't. But not only do you have that chart, but you also have like where are the planets now and how are they affecting your birth chart, right? Mm-hmm. So there's yeah. certain windows of time that open that that present possibility. Cool. Yeah. Is the yeah. astrology community like a tight-knit community? Like, do you know, does like, do like a lot of astrologers know each other? You know, um, I the strange thing is I would say it's only changing now. Like it's only changing in the last 10 years. I think up until now, it's been like, you're an astrologer. What an anomaly. You live, you know, like you you didn't feel connected unless you went to like a conference or something. Mm. Um, I was always feeling connected because my dad had a lot of astrologer friends and I was always around that. But now, yeah, now it's beautiful. Now you can sort of just reach out and feel like something's being built online that is beautiful because it's, it's fleshing out this, this this tool that we have. Yeah. Did that ever like cause issues in your home growing up where like you have like teenage angst and your dad's like, Oh, your moon is just out of place. (laughs) You know, my, my brothers, I I think um, in a weird way rebelled more and they were just like, don't talk to me about astrology. But for me, I was sort of intrigued by the language. Um, But it's funny because my mom was totally, my mom was never interested in astrology and this was like all (laughs) my dad is interested in. So she was like really concrete and like, she's an architect architect and she builds things and she's like of the earth and he's like woo into the cosmos so I sort of feel like I got to be the bridge between them you know yeah that's so funny (laughs) but you know what's so cool is I think originally we were thinking like okay girlfriends and how do you guys overlap and you know Mm -hmm. and that's another thing you can do with astrology is you can look at why you guys have such chemistry or why you're best friends you know yeah Yeah. I want to know why Sashir likes me (laughs) at all (laughs) (laughs) well when we found out her birth time because I was born at like 8.02 a.m and Uh and Nicole was like that's crazy we're both born at 8 a.m that's insane and I I, I wonder if there is something to like because we were born around the same time of the day. Like in the like, do morning people? I mean, we're definitely we are not morning people. Yeah, but we are born. Right, we were right. born in the morning. Uh-huh. We're like, never they, up at our birth time. Uh, nope, I have I haven't seen my birth time <laughs> since birth. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. Sometimes it does. I mean, the time of day does affect the rising sign, but because you were born in very different places, you know, it's not going to equate it with things in the chart are not going to overlap necessarily for that Mm. reason but you guys do have Mm. like such cool overlaps um one thing i'll say is I'll, i'll just lay this out for you a little bit that in the astrology that i practice the rising sign is the most important sign so that's actually the sign that was at the horizon the moment that you took your first breath Okay. So it's actually what's rising in you. It's what you're growing into. It's what most people don't 
know or don't understand. They know their sun sign, but a sun sign astrology is limiting. It's not enough. There's so much more to the picture, right? Mm -hmm. So what's cool is, so Sashir, you have Gemini rising. Yeah. Okay. And Nicole, you have Virgo rising. Mm -hmm. Now, those are different energies, but there's a lot of similarity because they're both ruled by Mercury. And you guys, your Mercuries in your chart are so important because Mercury is the communicator and Mercury is the, the messenger and Mercury is the voice. And you both have Mercury in a fire sign. So uh, Nicole, you've got your Mercury in Leo and Sashir, you have your Mercury in Aries. So they're both fiery. So, and, and they're both in what's called the 11th house, which is the house of improvisation. Um, <laughs> make it up, like do it your own way, take the road, less travel. So you are both like, you know, big energy with, with a fiery energy with your communication. Wow. And, that's so crazy. How spot uh-huh. on that is. Yeah. And, and it's kind of cool because like Mercury and Aries for you, Sashir, is like, I say what I want to say. Boom. It mm. goes right out there. I'm direct. I don't mm-hmm. hold back. Mm-hmm. And, um, <laughs> and, and the Mercury in Leo for you, Nicole, is like, there's a largesse to it. There's like a courage to it. There's a kind of like, I'll do anything. Just, you know, I, I don't mind like fully expressing myself. And mm-hmm. I don't mind. Be, I don't mind being in the spotlight either, even though you've got some Virgo energy, a lot of Virgo energy, which is not as loving of the spotlight, mm-hmm. but your Leo is like, yeah, give me a mic, give me a camera, whatever. You know, it's like, it's got a, it's got a courage to it. So you guys are definitely connected around Mercury. Like, nice. You know. nice. Yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I mean, and that's what you're calling in. So, you know, Sashir, you're calling in Gemini, which is, is Mercury, Gemini is the messenger. Gemini is the one that says, I have something to say and I want to speak up for something. You know that, you know, the Dr. Seuss book, The Lorax, and he says, I am the mm-hmm. Lorax. I speak for the trees. Yeah. You have to have the thing that you speak up for, right? That's important for you, for your like soul's calling that you have, yeah. you have a message you want to deliver. Does that feel re- accurate to you? Very much so. Yeah. I have a very yeah. like altruistic, uh, you know, side of me that wants to amplify things that need, that I think need to be heard. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And not only is that Gemini is coming alive in the area of politics or in the area of helping people, communities speak up and speak out. Like you, you have the energy around that. Yeah. Um, I yeah. 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 And in fact, in fact, um, you know, Nicole, you have the Virgo rising, which is, you have very strong Virgo. You have Virgo rising and Virgo sun. You're a double Mm -hmm. Virgo. You know that, right? And Virgo is, it has an energy of refining whatever it sees, like looking at it and knowing how it can be made better, perfecting, correcting. It can get in there and be like, that belongs, that does not. You know, and it's and it's really hard worker. Like it's the, probably the hardest working sign of the zodiac. You know, mm. um, and it is, but and it also rules. This is kind of interesting. It rules physical, emotional, and mental health. So it wants one's own self to be as healthy as one can be at the physical, emotional, and mental level. But it also wants to help others, like get emotionally more healthy or mentally more healthy. Um, so it's it's got a and it, it, it helps people 
it helps refine it. Like you'd be a good critiquer or editor of, of what is created. You could say that's brilliant, but let's fix that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Does that make some sense to you? Yeah. When I was little, I used to rush through all my work to help the other children because they didn't know how to do anything correctly. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh my gosh. Wow. <laughs> and that was the thing my yeah. mother loved to talk about. She, <laughs> she like wouldn't let it, like leave it alone. <laughs> but yeah, that does make sense. Although I will ask you this. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I've read a lot that Virgos are like very particular and like very organized. And I am not. Yeah. Yeah. Not necessarily. Not necessarily. Virgos want to be useful. They want to, they want things to be practical. They want like, is, does it work or does it not work? If it doesn't work, Mm -hmm. we throw it out, you know? But sometimes what happens is you go to the other side. Virgo is opposite Pisces and Pisces Sometimes you go to Pisces, which is like, I could care less. I just want to escape. Mm-hmm. I want to watch, I want to binge watch this show and I want to like not think about anything. So Virgos are not always meticulous and precise and all of that. They often can flip to the other side, like I said. So you have to, you really have to ask the questions and find out how Virgo is, is working in your life, you know? Mm-hmm. I had the same question about Gemini rising yeah. too because i yeah i mean i i don't know a lot about all the signs but i feel like the stereotype with gemini's you know they're like two-faced and like <laughs> they got a secret side to them or whatever and i don't feel like i yeah. identify with that yeah that's that's why you know there's a lot of traditional astrology that we've outgrown that never really served us and yes there there can be a duality to gemini and i will say for example trump is a gemini and you see the tunis constantly changing, <laughs> changing, 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 right? <laughs> no, you're not Trump. You're far from Trump. But I'm saying that, like, it can show up. Yeah. This weird duality can show up where you're like, change, 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 change. But if you are, it's with astrology, you keep evolving the energy. And if you're a conscious being that's working on yourself, if you want to, like, you know, if you want to grow, then you get to evolve the energy and you get to, then it's not such a flipping back and forth. It's more like, I have a way to speak to the world and I'm going to speak. That's the Gemini. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to be instable, unstable, you know? Okay. Um, Great. Yeah. Good. And if, <laughs> in fact, another thing that's really important for both of you guys, even though you you both have a lot of cerebral energy, like you, you're smart and you're quick. I mean, Gemini's really quick and, and Virgo's really discerning. Even though you have that, you also have these big hearts because you've got Jupiter and Pisces, like big compassion, like, a real sensitivity for what people are going through and wanting to like uplift and redeem and help them. And you both have that position of Jupiter in Pisces. Um, so that brings in the feeling part in a big way. Oh, wow. I can yeah. see that. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, and I mean, I would just say another thing about your relationship that's cool is that, you know, Sashir's got the Gemini rising, but you, Nicole, have the Gemini moon. So you guys oh. are connected that way. Oh. And um, yeah, so you've got the banter, you've got the quickness, you've got the exchange, you've got the, you know, I want to talk about this, mm-hmm. right? I mean, mm-hmm. that's why people sign, that's why people are, li- you know, I, I just, they want to listen to you talk, right? They want to listen to you just mm-hmm. have a good conversation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because it's lively and it's, and it's fun and it's, exciting and it's quick you know mm-hmm. what's the difference between suns and moons i mean i, I know yeah. like their sun a yeah, sun yeah. and a moon is different in the world yeah. but in a chart and in horror yeah, so glad you asked that because signs and yeah. stuff yeah me too yeah 
Yeah. So the rising sign, let's put it this way. Let's go from the moon to the sun to the rising sign. The moon represents our childhood. It's our past. It's kind of like what's built into us. It's our emotional go-to. The sun is our present personality. It's like what we do without thinking about it. It's like going to show up at our work most often. You know, it's going to be like, this is what I do in the world. The rising sign is what we're cultivating and what we want more of in our life. So the moon can sometimes hang us up a little bit. Do you know? In, in fact, what's interesting, Nicole, for you is that your moon is up at the top of the chart in the, it's what's called mm-hmm. the 10th house. That's the house of parenthood and career. So t- you telling me the story of you taking care of all your siblings, you know, <laughs> that it, you like you took take on responsibility very early with the moon in the 10th house. You're like, okay, I'll get to work and I can, I can do this. And um, nobody has to help me. I will help them. I will, mm-hmm. I will, you know, take charge. Right. Um, and so that's a part that's really good, but also later in life could maybe you need to crack it open, open a little and like, let people help you, you know? Yeah. 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 That yeah. Makes sense. So, yeah. So what we really, I, I, one of the images that I give is that the moon is our childhood. We're born there. We get mm-hmm. into our sun car <laughs> and we drive <laughs> towards the rising sun. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. But I have a yeah. Saturn. Well, if you have a Saturn, uh, it's probably not doing well this year because they stopped making Saturns uh, years and years ago. Did they really? They sure did. Damn. Yes, GM took away the division of Saturn because it was underperforming. Oh, oh, damn. (laughs) Well, all right. Never mind. Yeah, I'm filled with information no one's ever thought about. <laughs> so much. <laughs> That's very Gemini. I'm filled with information nobody, else, you know, Gemini has all the facts. Gemini has all the facts and can list them off. Yeah, absolutely. And do you guys both relate to the idea with Gemini of being like really curious? Like, what's that? And who are you? And what's that? And, oh, you know, yeah. I love to I ask mean, a question. I <laughs> Yeah, I'll always ask a question. I have no, it's funny when people don't want to seem dumb, but I'm like, you only seem dumb if you don't know and you never learn it. So I'm always happy. I'll ask the dumbest question. I don't care because then that means I get to like know what it is or it's mine to forget about tomorrow. Oh, that's such, that's actually amazing advice because so many people are so afraid of looking foolish or being embarrassed. But a Gemini has this young energy of like, well, I want to know and I'm going to ask and almost like a childlike wonder to it, you know, mm-hmm. which is so refreshing. You just love it. You know, you need it in a room. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I already know everything. I don't need to know anything else. I got all the information I need. Yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> that sounds about right. Good Lord. That's a- <laughs> that sounds a little like your Taurus self. Because <laughs> you guys both uh-huh. have Taurus, you guys both have earthy suns, which are very practical and very grounded. And Taurus can sometimes be like, nope, I'm sitting here. I know this. I don't want to be changed, you know. But you have, mm-hmm. but you're here, but you actually have the Gemini too, so you're always willing to, you know, shake it up a little bit. But yeah, Taurus is sometimes Yeah, yeah. You've got both. You got both. Yeah. You know, 
another really fun thing um i went i saw on your instagram nicole you dancing which i i used to the, po- the pole dancing i uh-huh. used to do that i loved it oh, yeah? it's so, so good but that's very virgo that's very virgo because oh. virgo is kind of sultry and steamy and it's kind of quietly quietly sexy and sultry you know it's oh. got like this steam to it you know it's not mm-hmm. overt you know but i when i was like oh yeah i mean that's 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 awesome. <laughs> yeah, I make Sashir do things. I dragged her to pole. I demanded she buy roller skates. So now she's roller skating. Uh, she brought her hula hoops to the park the other day because I made her. But she, you had fun. I had uh, so much fun. I wonder I bought- if that's a, is that a Virgo thing? Like she's, Nicole's very inventive and is like, this is a new thing. Like, yes, truly, we were in the park yesterday. Someone rolled by on a skateboard and she was like, I guess I'll get a skateboard like she just was like like and get all the I activities one today <laughs> i found out oh my pink one i don't know i just i i i'm at the point where i'm like i would rather do anything than the work i'm supposed to do because <laughs> i don't actually know when the work i'm supposed to do will actually be done so it's like great i write this thing but who knows when it's gonna actually get shot who knows when I guess it's me being practical because I'm like, it is not practical to just have stacks of work stacked up when you don't have a tangible way of actually executing it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I would say that's definitely the the, the Gemini part of you that's just up for anything. Gemini is always up for anything, mm-hmm. you know, that like, I'll buy that skateboard. I'll, you know. And of course, are you both writers? Do you both write um, material? Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's that. That's the key thing about Gemini. I mean, I've been in LA for twenty years, and the writers strong Gemini always. You know, it's they're the they're the. What do I want to communicate? What do I want to get down on the page? So yeah, that's a huge, huge part of Gemini. Yeah. What is what is my moon? Yes, Sashir, your moon is in Aries. So mm. not so not only is Mercury in Aries, remember how I was saying your communicator is in Aries, but yeah. your moon is in Aries. So that's impulsive. It dives in. It wants to be at the cutting edge. It's different than your Taurus. Remember, it's going to qualify because of your Taurus. But it's kind of like a in natural leader. Um, it's kind of feisty. Um, it's kind of curious about like what's, it, you want to be at the front of the line or, or there's a kind of impatience, hurry up already. Let's get there. Mm. Let's have this happen. Mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Your Taurus will always calm you down, but the impulse will be to like dive in and go your own way. And does that, does that feel resonant? Yeah, that does make sense. We were actually in Vegas together and there was a point where we were on the strip <laughs> trying to cross the street. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it was like one of those streets where it was like, like you could cross, like go diagonal. So there was multiple points of crossing and it took a long time for the light to get to us, for us to cross. And Sashir marched to the front of this line. I was like, what are you going to do? <laughs> what on earth do you think you're going to do? Are you going to change the light? I barreled through people like I was going to be like, uh, let me handle this. I'll get us to cross. I don't know what these jokers up front are doing, but I'll handle it. Oh my god, it made me laugh so hard. It it happens not a lot. And that's like the only instance I can like really think of off the top of my head. But there's been times where I'm like, what do you think you're gonna do in this situation? What on earth? 
<laughs> like, I don't know. We got to do something. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, it's like an inner thing too. Like I'm an Aries and my husband always teases me that like when we get to an air- airport and we have to wait in line, it's like my nightmare that we're just, I'm just standing in line and it, you know, I might look fine outside, but inside I'm like, ah, like, you know, just always wanting to keep it moving, keep it moving. You know, yeah, I get very um, impatient. I'm like steaming mad on the inside <laughs> most of the day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you guys both, the moon, there's a, fi- you know, fire and air go really well together. So Sashir, you've got the moon in Aries. Nicole, you've got the moon in Gemini. They can, they work off of each other. There's a lightness. There's a, there's a, there's brilliant new ideas, you know, so they really love each other. And then your sons really get along as well because they're both earth. So they're like, yeah, well, let's make something with this. Let's actually Mm -hmm. be practical. Let's actually Mm -hmm. ground this. Let's not just make each other laugh all day. You know, that's great too. But like you, you actually tangibly make things, right? Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, so you have these, you have, and, and then you both have, you also both have Mars in Capricorn and Mars is like the warrior that is mm-hmm. like, this is what I stand for. And it, it, this is where I want to use my energy. And Capricorn is the mountain goat that like climbs the mountain. It's like, I'm getting to the top of this mountain and I am going to be the best at what I do. And I am determined and nobody's going to stop me. I mean, it's just one of the signs that brings the most success, Capricorn and Scorpio. They just like, boom, they're just, they don't give up. They're just tenacious, you know? Oh, and you wow. both have that. Yeah. You Ooh. both have that energy that, I'm yeah. so glad we get along so well in our in our signs. I would have been like devastated <laughs> to find out that like we were oil and water. No. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, oil and yeah. vinegar? No, it's oil and water. What? Like oil separating. Water, like what doesn't go together? Oil and water. Isn't it oil and water? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There she is with those questions. Well, not I afraid. Remember, I was like, well, one it goes on salad, and the other one is a saying. And I don't. Really- <laughs> oil and vinegar doesn't that go on wa- on salad? So then, oil and water you- is a saying. What? But oh, I, don't, I see. But I couldn't remember because I only eat ranch on my salads, so I couldn't remember. <laughs> okay, back to our sign. <laughs> I would know that saying except I only eat ranch on my salad. <laughs> it's- like, so it took like 26 steps away from the original saying. Well, that's how my brain works. <laughs> I love that. I love that. <laughs> you, you know, one of the cool things, too, you guys, is that, um, like, you can go back through your life and you can sort of go, well, when this happened, this is the transit that was going on. So, for example, you know, Sashir in 2014, you had a once in a lifetime transit. You had Uranus hit your moon. It will never happen again. And it happened in the realm of that, that fiery, assertive, improvisational energy. And it hit all the way, all through 2014 into 2015. So wow. was, that, was that a time Wait, when something was- Is that was- when you got SNL? Yes, that was my that's first year on SNL. Oh my god, that's perfect. That's perfect. That's perfect. Whoa. That yeah, is yeah, yeah. wild. Yeah, yeah, that really See, is crazy. Yeah, that's so super. You, when you, you these are big, big transits. So Uranus, like I said, takes eighty-four years to go around a chart. So if it hits a personal planet, it's going to shake up your life. It's going to make some things very interesting. Wow. Whoa. And so that was in two thousand fourteen. Oh, that's very cool. Yeah, um, wild. Yeah. It might have felt like 
exciting, but also like, oh my God, can I ride this? Like a little bit of, you know, instability yes. too, like, like emotionally, uh, like a, a, a real ride because the yes. moon is our emotional life. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. All of that. Yeah. It was a wild ride That's, that year. Okay. Okay. Cool. And then, you know, it also like, um, Nicole in like 2012, 2013, Jupiter was at the very top of your chart, which is the career point. So it would have been a time of expansion in terms of career. It would have been a time when of I like moved to LA. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. So wild. Okay, so Jupiter every 12 years goes around the chart. So in 2012, 13, it hit up there and then it'll hit again, you know, 12 years from that from that time. So 2024 mm-hmm. or something like that. But this is a time when you outgrow an old self. This is a time when you feel like you can expand into a new um, way of being, you know. It's and, and generally like promotions or job opportunities or that kind of thing, or you, you know, you make a big, big change like that. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that's, of course, (laughs) that's that's good. Nicole will come back in 12 years and I have to wait 89 years to get that same fire I had in 2014. That is, that is on brand. I think that's very on brand for us. (laughs) That you're going to be half dead and then this amazing thing is going to happen. And then like a couple years from now, I'm going to be like, what's next? (laughs) No, actually, actually, I have something to say about that this year. Um, You, you actually, within a year and a half, you're going to have Uranus, Uranus, the same hit your sun, which is that, you know, the Uranus hitting your moon is one thing, but Uranus hitting your sun is like revolution. It's exciting. It's new. And it's in your house of improvisation and experimentation and going your own way and circulation too. Like that house gets it out. Like it shares it big time. So that's going to start hitting at the beginning of 2022. So it's not like you have to wait. It doesn't, it doesn't mean you have to wait till then for something exciting to happen, but that is going to be an exciting time. Great. Okay. No, I will. I'm not going to do a thing until 2022. <laughs> Honestly, that's probably right with Corona. I mean, yeah, I actually can't do anything. <laughs> it's such a strange time, isn't it? Ugh. It's like there's it's like sort of the planetary worst. karma and then there's personal karma. And it's like, oh, you feel mm-hmm. all just feel stopped in a way. Yeah. Wait, so my next big thing will be in 2024? Do I get an award for that? No, 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 no. (laughs) Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Um, You actually might have some interesting relationship action next (gasps) year. COVID test and then they're like oh do I have to commit to you and it's like no I just don't want to die from like a slimy kiss 
So <laughs> it's nice uh, to know yes, that next yes. year will be good <laughs> for my husband. <laughs> oh boy, I truly fully started crying. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Well, I think it's going to be very good for, like, sometimes there's one transit. Like, sometimes I was just telling mm-hmm. you guys, like, okay, this transit happened. But for you, Nicole, there's, like, several transits that that, that are about relationship next year. So um one of them is that that same planet we've been talking about uranus the god of change Mm -hmm. starts to be in harmony with mars the masculine energy in your life and it starts to bring in new and exciting and unusual connection and that starts early next year and also early next year you shift into and i'm so you know so much lingo here but you shift into what's called the progressed moon in libra which is all the progress moon in Libra is marriage and partnerships. And it's often when we find our partners and, and it oh stays boy. for two and a half years. Oh it stays boy. for two wow. and a half years and it moves in in March. It moves in in March. Damn. So, yeah. Right now you're in Virgo, which is like, ah, I'm working, mm-hmm. I'm working, I'm working. And uh, no, you know, kind of like no, nose to the grindstone or, you know, it feels like uh, it feels like, hard in some ways but when you move into Libra Mm -hmm. you kind of look up and you're like oh 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 (laughs) and people often attract their partners and that I mean that's a big deal that's a two and a half year time period that you're steeping Mm -hmm. in the energy of Libra you know plus that Uranus Mars thing that's that's interesting yeah so you know all all fingers and toes crossed all year All year, this is the best news. I fully just started crying before you even explained it. <laughs> oh boy, I've, I mean, this year's just been like really I hard, just dating wise. It's been very hard, so that was very nice to hear. Yes, progress that move, girl. Yes. <laughs> Oh, I'm going to write that down in my planner that in March, I'm going to find somebody. (laughs) (laughs) It begins to be a very sweet spot in March. It definitely does. um, uh, Set on like times. (laughs) Yes. I love times. I love deciding when something will happen. I don't know why I'm like that. Well, I could tell you astrologically. I mean, I think astrologically it's because your moon is in, uh, your natal moon is in the 10th house and that's the house that rules time. And it rules like being on time. It rules like wanting things to happen in correct time. It likes a certain order. Even if, even if there's a chaos and an improvisation, mm-hmm. all that, it still likes a certain order. Like, when is this happening? We need a plan. Mm-hmm. Let's execute I mean, it according to this time. You know, that makes sense. Whenever I'm running late, I'm always, I will always try to estimate to the minute how late I will be. So sometimes I send texts where I'm like, I'm going to be 17 minutes late. <laughs> and they're like, how, yeah, how? Yeah. And then usually I am 17 minutes late. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Because you might be late too, because you've got this, uh, you've got the sun in the 12th house, which is a Pisces area, which is like fl- flowing. So you're like, oh my God, I have to be there. But then when you mm-hmm. know you have to be there, you're like, you can say the mm-hmm. 17 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. What about you, Sashir, in terms of relationship? What, what's, you know, are you, uh, are you in one? Are you interested? I mean, like, I can tell you something about relationship too. <laughs> oh, yes, please. I'm in a relationship and have been partnered for six years now. And Dang. I know, right? Okay. It's crazy. Time so, really flies. It's, yeah. Well, I'm, whoa. I, well, I'm going to tell you about your progress moon because it's such a nesting moon you actually Mm. just like um 
I don't know, like five months ago. So what is that now? Is that March? Is it when we started yeah. this? March, April, May, June, July? Yeah. So right when we started this, your progressed moon moved into this very quiet, nesting mama bear sign where it's like yeah. almost like wanting to curl in and like take care of your home. And, you know, it is the energy of motherhood and parenting and wanting to be like, and if you don't parent a child, it's like, what do I want to parent? Do I want to parent my company? Do I want to parent whatever it is? But it's a very different energy than you are, than you have in your chart. And it's going to feel like you're going to feel more sensitive, more emotional, you know, more tender than usual. And maybe that isn't, maybe that doesn't read to the outside, but it's going on inside. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I moved to this current apartment in March and okay. was literally nesting and buying a million chairs. She and loves chairs. <laughs> and just getting furniture set up in the right space. And yeah, my, my man and I were creating a home together. It's perfect. So often, just like what I said to Nicole, when the progressive moon moves into Libra, we meet our partners. So often when the progressive moon moves into cancer, we either buy a home, we remodel a home, we nest, we, yeah. you know, we make ourselves feel at home in our bodies and in our home and in our business. You know, mm-hmm. it's like you want to build a little, like I like to say, like a little house of light, right? You want to build a, where it feels comfortable and you can nourish people and you can feed people and you can love on people when they come into your space. You know? Yeah. Well, the emotional part makes sense too, because I have been feeling raw <laughs> for the yes. last few months. <laughs> yes. Yes. You're. <laughs> Yeah. Real raw and open. <laughs> but yeah. I think that's good. I think that's necessary. It feels like a cleansing kind of thing. I, I say to you for the next couple of years, you're going to just let it, let it keep emerging because you don't have as much water in your chart. You, you've got a lot of air. You've got a lot of, you know, like groundedness. You've got fire. But this water part is different where it's like, how are you feeling? How do you yeah. want to feel? You know, yeah. how do you want to feel? And what, what decisions can you make so you feel more like that, you know? So it's really all about, like, cancer rules all the most tender parts of us. It rules the stomach and the breasts, right? So it rules all the parts that were like, I just have to protect myself. But really, mm-hmm. it's like this beautiful sign of vulnerability. And, like, also, you could say, like, you're gestating something. Like, something's growing. And when it moves into Leo, um, which, when does that happen? That happens in about you know, just under two years, Leo is the sign of like, bah, 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 you know, he, the, the actress, the expressing one, the performer, the, you know, so it's like whatever's gestating now gets born in, in Leo time. Ooh, yeah. I like that. So, yeah. Yeah. Bah, bah, but I think this is really, I, <laughs> yeah, I think it's really key for you, Sashir. I think this time, this, this Cancerian time is really key to just like, let it be what it is. Be tender yeah. with yourself, you know? Yeah. Thank you. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I like that too. I like you being tender and good to yourself. Thank you, Nicole. You're welcome, Fran. <laughs> what else? More, more, yeah, more. I, love I like this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's, it is kind of interesting because like, just to say one more thing about the moon. So Sashir, as I said, has the moon in Aries forever. That's where her moon is. And Aries is the most masculine, assertive, like divine masculine, not like, you know, it's got the most assertive energy. Cancer is the most divine feminine. So in a way, you're having this moment where that part of you that's like, I'm going after it, 
gets to be a little softer and just gets to be a little bit like, it's all going to happen. It is happening. So much has already happened. I'm going to trust this. I'm going to love on myself. I'm going to love on my home. I'm going to love on my man. And I'm going to start to build something from there, you know? And maybe what you create next is weaves some of that sensitivity into it, you know? Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. And and what's cool for you, Sashir, is that after, um, let's see, when does this kick in for you? Um, Yeah, starting in March. Interesting. You guys both have things starting in March. You have the planet Saturn in harmony with Venus, okay? So Saturn is the the planet that gets it done. Saturn's like, let's commit, let's bust it out, let's get it done. Venus is the planet of love and creativity. So Saturn, Venus, a lot of people commit in love or they commit to their creativity. Yeah, I, I mean, if you're, you know, it's a total marriage time from the time of like March 21st all the way through, all the way, I'm sorry, March of 2021 all the way through the end of the year. Is that... Yeah, I mean, I don't. I mean, well, it doesn't mean it has to happen, but it would be a classic time for it to happen. Interesting. Okay, I don't have anything <laughs> planned in March, but could not just March, <laughs> not just March, not just March. March, July, and December are the three most heightened uh-huh. times. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah. I'll have a boyfriend by then, so I'll I'll have a plus one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, good. <laughs> cool. Yeah. It's kind That's of like it's kind of like you're yeah, it's kind of like you're you're building something right now. It's kind of like you're building your personal life in a way, like you're you're paying attention to the personal domain that's going to be the 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 solid foundation from which you then take your next leap, you know? That feels right. That feels very right. I'm t- I'm in the most therapy I've ever been <laughs> in my in my life. Yeah. Yeah, st- this year, truly, I guess starting since like February or March. So, yeah, really? it's a very reflective time for me right now. Anytime the progressed moon is in a water sign, it's a time when we go inward and we're like, we we look at what we're feeling, we process emotion, we, you know, when the progressed moon's in Cancer, we also look to our past and we're like, well what's my lineage and it's the feminine lineage. And it's also like, what do I want to let go of completely? And what do I want to bring forward with me? You know? Mm-hmm. So you ask a lot of those kind of questions. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. So yeah, I just, in fact, I just created um, this workbook that's called the progressed moon workbook, which I love because what you do is you go back through your entire life and you get the dates when the, the when the moon shifted position. So from the time you're mm-hmm. like a, you know, a kid, you start to go, Oh, when I was 12, it moved into Aries. When I was 14, it moved into Taurus. And you start to learn astrology by identifying those changes Ooh. and you can look ahead in your life too. So I just, I think the progressed moon is one of the coolest ways of like breaking down your life as it progresses, you know? Yeah. Um, I definitely want that workbook. That sounds cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and actually um, I created a little workbook that's also about people that are brand new to astrology sort of fleshing out like, okay, here's your sun sign, but all these other planets, where are they and what do they mean? And so you actually get to look at each of your planets and you get to say, my, my Mars is in Capricorn in the eighth house. And then you break it down for yourself and you learn about yourself by putting the planets in the, in the, in the different positions. And then you have a much more complete picture, you know? Um, mm-hmm. So that's fun to do too. Um, and that's what we do in a, you know, a big reading is break that, break that all down. Yeah. Um, 
Cool. But you know, I will say to you guys, I'm going to say, I'm going to plant a seed for your friendship. Okay. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. Um, it's going to be over in two years. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll no. be successful, but we won't be friends anymore. I would be so sad. I would take friendship <laughs> over success. And that's saying a lot because I am money hungry, power greedy, <laughs> and <laughs> want fame and fortune. <laughs> So it's not worth it if I don't have you. Great, perfect. I was gonna be so know. mad if you didn't say something to that. Fuck you, bitch! I'm getting to the top. <laughs> My best friend just moved to Los Angeles. We've never lived in the same city together. And uh, oh, wow. I've known her for almost 30 years. And we, she just moved here. And I'm like, my friend is here. I mean, it's like it's Aww. everything in the world to have your your sweet pal with you, you know? Yeah, um, absolutely. But truly, this is what I was going to plant. The seed I was going to plant is that, as I was saying to Sashir, that Saturn's in harmony with Venus starting in March. Will you, Nicole, have Jupiter in harmony with Venus starting in March? So this is, cre- I, I want to look at that. I mean, that's good for love as well, too, to Nicole, mm-hmm. the Jupiter Venus, that's good for love. But it's also like really rich around a creative project. So if you were going to, you know, if there was something that you were even going to create together, or if you were going to support each other in what you were creating, mm-hmm. it's a wonderful time to have that Venus energy, like take off. And, um, you know, you, Sashir, have Venus in Gemini, the writer, right? So mm-hmm. it, like, you have it in the plant in the place it loves to be and nicole you have venus in libra which is the sign of relationship so you know that venus energy of relationships and connections and the creativity that comes through collaboration is really going to be emphasized for you both um so i don't know check in around that time to what's what's going on and see if there might be something that you you know you build together absolutely We won't start writing our script until March. I was just thinking that. I was like, uh, perfect. So now we don't have to do that revision until next year. But we really need to work on it. Heidi said. We need to work on it. Great. I do work with a a lot of people around, like, um, timings of things. Like, yeah, when to turn in the script, when to, you know, finish finish up the draft or whatever and it's not always like you have to do it by now but you, you want to use the energy that's available and you want to send it off at the best moment you can you know mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's very yeah. smart yeah i love that <laughs> that's a good seed yeah yeah i wrote it down check in with this year wait i should write about what about creativity <laughs> one of my Creative favorite projects. things is to write something down and then go I have no idea what this is about. <laughs> she said she wanted to make me a cheesecake, and she, she wrote down cheesecake, and then she never made it because she didn't know why she wrote down cheesecake. <laughs> there were no other words. <laughs> just, oh my just, god, that's awesome! I will make you. I'm. I'm gonna make you the cheesecake. I'm gonna write. You also it don't have to. You oh, I don't. Che- no, I. Oh, then you'll never get it. <laughs> I mean, it'd be nice. But okay, like, then I'll write it down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good, so good. And I'm truly, I'm just writing cheesecake. <laughs> you'll have cheesecake in your planner every week, and you'll be like, "What is?" All this? right, I'm gonna write four this year. Ooh, okay. We've elevated it now. Yeah, you might get it on Saturday. Ooh, yes, that'd be fun. Maybe I like that. Maybe. <laughs> Thank you. 
is there any other other things we should know or do or enact or yeah yeah you want me to, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you one more thing that that will yeah. weave in the the houses here because mm-hmm. you know how i when you look at your chart you look at that circle it's divided up into 12 different sections and each section is like a room in the castle or each section is like an area of your life right so to sort of just continue with the relationship theme with Nicole, um, what's interesting is that um, it will be in early 2022 that Jupiter comes above the horizon and hits the point, hits that area called the seventh house of marriage and partnership. So you Mm -hmm. have all these things leading up to Jupiter in April of 2022 going into the house of marriage and partnership, which grows relationships. And it also makes you more visible and collaborative, but it's like this emerging energy. And it, it's yet another transit that has to do with romantic partners. And it spends a whole year there. Okay. So you remember at the very beginning when I was saying, Oh, we we said when Sashir, Oh no, it was when you moved to LA, Jupiter was in your Mm -hmm. 10th house, Nicole. Yes. Likewise, beginning of 2022, Jupiter's moving into your seventh house. So again, that's, that's like having the progressive moon in Libra. It's like it's relationship. Um, but meanwhile, meanwhile, Oh, meanwhile, all the, Jupiter is going to enter your fifth house of creativity at the end of this year. So for Nicole, it. yeah, you're going to, it's creativity, I romance, self-expression. I yeah. knew it. I kept telling Sashir, I was like, October is going to be it. I don't know why, but I feel like the back end of this year is not going to be as bad as the front end of this year. Yes. It's been confirmed. Yeah. No, I, I would absolutely say you're going to, you're going to go into a really kind of prolific creative time starting in the fall yes. um, where you're really expressing yourself in a big way. Ooh. And, um, you know, you're getting out there and, and then Jupiter will keep going and it'll hit the area of day to day work. So that could be some good work that happens a little bit in 2021. Um, but then it's the, it's that relationship energy that kicks in at the beginning of 2022. Now let's, let's just sh- com- com- compare and contrast because Sashir, what's you just said, I'm doing more therapy in my life than I've ever done. Jupiter just entered your eighth house of Therapy, psychology, deep healing. It's the house that rules intimacy, depth, uh, death and rebirth. Like you go into the dark and you wrestle and you're like, I'm going to figure this out. And you bring it up into the light of day. And it just moved in like several months ago. So you are doing like deep inner work right now. Yes. Yeah. It does feel like I am digging into the dark stuff. And yeah. Yeah. Trying to bring it to the light, I guess. Yes, absolutely. And listen to this phrase for that house. It's the Scorpio phrase. It says, warrior am I, and from the battle I emerge triumphant. So like it's the badass warrioress energy that's like, I can, I can confront this and I can yeah. and I can change it and I can and I can come up stronger and not efforting but surrendered and strong, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so it doesn't feel like I'm fighting. It does feel like it's just like happening, and I'm like, "Well, here we are. <laughs> now, how are yeah. we going to go forth? Now that we have all this information about myself and my surrounding." Yeah, well, it's great. It's good work. It's deep work, and it's necessary work. And you're doing it, which will then allow you to 
envision your next goal with more clarity. It'll be like, oh, you know what? Like, I thought I was headed there, but I think I'm going to tweak that a little bit. And I think I'm headed here. Do you know, like, I think, um, and, and after Jupiter is in your eighth house of that depth, it moves into the house of goals and dreams and visions and inspiration. Like you could, you know, both of you could really be voices of inspiration for people. You know, yes, laughter is so key, but, but, and that's for me, like that's incredible inspiration, but also you can speak to something larger too, because you have such strong mercury placements. Like, you know, it's, it's, and, and, you, and you can, you can light a fire. You can light a fire for people with your mercury placements. That's what we want to do. Mm-hmm. Good. Good. Because you're have, up for it. <laughs> I have a question. Yeah. I feel like everything you've said has been very positive. Do you ever do readings? And then you're like, Oh dear, nothing good's going to happen for you until <laughs> 90 years from now. And you'll already be dead. And uh, divorce is a, is a coming. And also you're going to lose all of your toes on your right. leg. <laughs> you know what? I definitely, there are transits that are tricky transits that are like, Ooh, this one could be rocky, but it always depends on how you use it. You know? Mm. So, um, like, okay, just for example, I was just watching the the Michael Jordan uh, documentary, the um, oh, Last Dance, and, Last Dance, which I just like uh, loved, right? Um, but Saturn was on his son. Saturn is the planet of testing, and it is the father energy. And Saturn was exactly on his son when his father was killed. And yes. I had a client that same week, Saturn was exactly on her son the day her father died, or not the day, but the week that her father died. So a transit like that sometimes manifests like... <laughs> That's intense. That's heavy. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, mm-hmm. full of grief. But also Saturn on your son can be like, I am breathing in my own authority. I'm stronger than I've ever been. I am owning. I'm standing up straight. So it depends mm-hmm. on how you work with the energy. There's no bad planet. Do you know, mm-hmm. there's no terrible transit because they all can manifest in a way that can mm-hmm. evolve, help you grow, help you grow. Mm-hmm. So yes, I tend to emphasize the positive, but I mean, I can say to you, oh, Aries is impatient, Taurus is stubborn, Gemini is scattered, Ge- you know, Gemini is too cerebral. I mean, I can tell you the like mm-hmm. the, the the negative possibilities, but I like to plant the seed of like what's possible, you know, so that we can always be trying to reach that. I like that. Absolutely. Can you tell me if so Saturn when Saturn is in your house, that's when trouble happens? Was it, it, was Saturn in my house? Uh, can I like give you a date and you can tell me if Saturn yeah. was in my house? Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Okay, I'm gonna pull up. Um, I'm gonna pull that up. Give me a second. Well, you did. You were having a Saturn. Yes, you you were having a Saturn transit. Saturn squaring your ascendant or your rising sign, and you actually also had Saturn right at the top of your chart, which is the career point. It's also the, it also is a point of parenthood or father energy as well, but it's um, Saturn up there can bring tests and it can bring, uh, it can bring tests to the career, can bring tests to the energy of the, of the family parent line. Um, that's you, wild. That's what, the day my mother died. Oh my gosh. Okay. That's so wild. It's weird that okay. you said father. That's wild. I yeah. just wanted to know. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's interchangeable, Nicole. Like the tenth house is is considered the father energy, but it's mm-hmm. the tenth house and fourth house are mother father, and sometimes they switch. And in well, your yeah, case, that's exactly in your what case, has, it that's switched. so wild. Yeah. 
That's wow. so wild. Yeah. Dang. Sometimes it's sometimes it's incredibly exact. Sometimes it like happens within a number of months, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but but that's what this is the beauty of astrology. When people are skeptical, I say, let's just talk for an hour and let's go back through your life and let me tell mm-hmm. you about some of these times, mm-hmm. you know. Then you trust more going forward, you know. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Man. Yeah. I have yeah. chills. Yeah, this is it really was great. Truly wild when you were like the father is rising because it was my mother was like very the, the the head of our house. She was the one who like did everything, and then it was like my dad had to figure everything out that day. Yeah, that's really interesting. Wow. Ooh, can I know if Saturn wow. was in my house when my dad died? He died. Oh my god! And and Saturn is <laughs> not the only planet connected to death. It's also connected oh. to like Pluto is too. Pluto's connected to death and rebirth. You know, um, yeah, but you can, you can often see, you can often see endings in a chart. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wait, okay. Uh So I have the tattoos on me. That's why I'm like looking at my body. (laughs) I'm terrible (laughs) with dates. Yeah. The the beauty of now is that of course you can bring up a chart in two seconds. Whereas when my dad Mm -hmm. was doing charts, it would take three hours to make every single chart. Oh boy. Well, (laughs) I, I hate to tell you, but, um, Within a couple of weeks of that, Saturn was on your sun. Dang. Wow. Yeah. yeah. It was yeah, in July. Wild. It was in July. So, but you were already in it because Saturn was on your sun for, for almost a, a year and it was wrapping up as your dad died. So, it, so yes, in this case, we, it's very Saturn. Like it's very clear what it, it's showing up very clearly. It doesn't always show up that clearly, but in your case, mm-hmm. Nicole, it definitely did. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, wow. <laughs> That's interesting. It's very interesting. I, uh, it, yeah, it's just, uh, I don't know if I was like skeptical about horoscopes and whatnot. I think the thing I was most skeptical about was like, like I, sometimes I like to read Susan Miller, if you know her. And yeah. She yeah. writes these like very, very long, intricate things that I'm like, this feels so personal, but also so not personal at the same time. And that's what I was, like, skeptical about. And then people being like, Virgos are stubborn, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, no, there's, like, so much more. Because my dad was also a Virgo. And we were so different, but also so similar. Um, Yeah. But, yeah, this is very... It was interesting to know that there's different signs and different moons and suns and houses and whatnot. It's it's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah. Also nice to a- look forward to something too. Yes, yeah. It is nice. Yeah. Wait, this year, do you want to go back and relive some trauma? Do you have days you want to look for? I was actually thinking about it. I was like, it's like, I guess I could say 1995, but the whole like, year? Like, I don't remember. Oh. <laughs> what time, time of the year this thing in my head is, but mate, yeah, let's make 1995. The whole yeah. year. The whole yeah. year. Sometimes you do, sometimes you do have a, a, you know, something going on over the entire year. Um, well, that was the year that you actually, you know, it's interesting that you bring that up because that was the year that your progressed moon shifted from cancer to Leo. So for the first half of the year, it was in cancer, which would have been a time of like feeling and family and it would have been more emotional and more sensitive at the beginning of the year. But then in the second half of the year, you moved into Leo, which is more sovereign and more like, you know, daring to express yourself. So in terms of the progressed moon, it moved halfway through. But let me just look in terms of the transits for you. Um, I mean, I, I think that's always interesting when the when the moon is shifting in the middle of a year. Um, yeah. 
you had, hang on, give me. <laughs> this is so cool. Yeah. Thing treat. It's almost like you were ready to outgrow something that year. Like you, you know, whether it was, uh, how old were you? You were only 11? I no, 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 no. I'm saying that nine. wrong. Uh, nine. Nine. Okay. Um, and I'm sort of looking at the entire year. It, it, it's, it's, you don't have anything really obvious. You have, um, you have Saturn, Jupiter sitting on Saturn. And sometimes Saturn is where we um, have fear or hesitation or um, Saturn is the father as well. And you had Jupiter kind of sit on that, which in a way um, helps to address the, the, the fear or helps to address the hesitation. So there was actually some kind of release going on, even if it was like a, a negative thing, or even if it felt like a traumatic thing. I mean, why don't you just go ahead and tell me, I mean, can you tell me anything oh, yeah. about it? Yeah, that's when my parents got divorced. So it could okay, be like interesting. Okay. moving so into a new, oh yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no. So, so I'm glad you said that because when you're a kid, sometimes the transits show up in your parents' life. So you had Jupiter entering the seventh house of, of marriage, and that is outgrowing a certain form of the relationship, growing into a new form. I mean, if you were older, it would be your own relationship. But in this case, it was your parents' relationship or it was your relationship with your, with your parents, you know? So it was like yeah. outgrowing an old form, outgrowing an old structure yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. And you mentioned the yeah. Saturnist father. My dad left the house. So that is like, okay. now the house is different. Okay. Now the mm-hmm. house is transformed. Yeah. Yeah. Man. One of the, one of the things that I do, and I've been doing this now for, it's kind of crazy. I just talk to myself nonstop is like for, for a lot of people is that I make a little audio called a snapshot and I make an audio of the upcoming transits of like what's what's happening over the next year or two. Instead of doing a full reading, I do like a 10 minute reading where we look at some of the things that I've been telling you, you know, and that makes it available to more people. And you mm-hmm. sort of get to, like you said, look forward to something, right? Yeah. Um, so it's fun to, you know, it's fun to hold the year as, a, as like a, you can have a theme for the year if you really know some of the, the what you're going to be working with in the next year. I love that. And you yeah. offer these snapshots on your website? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, okay. I do in-person readings. I do one-on-one, you know, hour-long readings um, that are Zoom now. And then I do mm-hmm. these little snapshots. Like I do a sun, moon, and rising snapshot. And I do a transit snapshot. And so it gives people just a taste. If they don't know mm-hmm. anything, it's like, oh, it's, there's so much more than I'm a Taurus or I'm a Virgo. You know, there's so much more to actualize so that we can really give our gifts. That's why I love astrology, because we're like, oh, this is my gift. Like, I can, let me give it <laughs> as fully as I yeah. can. What is your website yeah. if people want to get a reading from you or, or, uh, yeah, the, or just, the workbook or anything that, you're, yeah. that you have available? It's Heidi Rose. Yeah, HeidiRose.com. Oops. Heidi yeah. Rose. Heidi Rose.com. And, and then on Instagram every day, I write um, a, a moon note, I call them, with, about the energy of the day. And that's just at Heidi Rose Robbins. And I've been writing them for three years now, every single day. And there's quite a beautiful community that just reads them in the morning just to give a, get a lay of the land. Like, what, what's the energy available on this day? 
So I like cool. that. You have a very wonderful energy that I can feel via mm. Zoom, which I think <laughs> says a lot. Because <laughs> it's hard. You know, I find it hard to, like, read people on Zoom, but I'm like, you're so open and yeah. uh, and you feel so kind. So thank you so mm. much for talking to us. Yeah, this is really great reading and really yeah, good experience. I really loved it. Yeah. Who suggested thank this? Thank you for is inviting me. Is June, June and Casey? Yeah. June and Casey. Uh, I'm going to text I, June and be like, thank you. I've worked with them for a bunch of years. And they're, I mean, that was so much fun to do a similar thing. Like, look at their relationship together mm-hmm. over the years, you know? Yeah. 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 I'm so glad. Thank you so much for having me. It was such a joy. I loved it. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, yes. thank you. Yeah. 